Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. And so it's June. That's right. It's the month of dads and grads. So happy Father's Day to all of those fathers out there and everyone who stepped up to be a father figure to someone. And as well, congratulations to all of the recent graduates or soon to be graduates. I know it's a very exciting month. Not to mention June is also my birthday month. So yes, very exciting month and congratulations to everyone. And you know who else I want to thank? I want to thank HCA because they are so supportive of nurses and have been a great support to this podcast. And with graduation season already in motion, they know, and I know now is the time to plan the next steps in your career, which is why I recommend checking out the nurse residency program with HCA Healthcare. HCA Healthcare's year long nurse residency program is tailored to support newly graduated nurses and ease that first year anxiety. Plus, HCA Healthcare gives you the opportunity to advance your career in one of the largest healthcare systems in the country. So don't wait. Students who are preparing to graduate and recent grads are eligible to apply to the nurse residency program at HCA Healthcare. Learn more today at careers.hcahealthcare.com slash residency. Again, that's careers.hcahealthcare.com slash residency. HCA Healthcare is an equal opportunity employer. So June, again, is a very exciting month. Dads, grads, my birthday month. <sighs> but it's also been a trying month for me because your girl got COVID. Yes, I did, guys. I know I know I'm not the first. And I know people are like, well, I've had COVID too, Alice. But I'm just talking about it from my perspective um, because not only did I catch COVID, I caught COVID at a time right before I was supposed to start a new job. I was offered a great a nurse practitioner position, and I was supposed to start June 5th, and I was exposed to COVID the last week of May. So obviously, symptoms kicked in, they kicked in really bad, and I was not able to start this job. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that story, but what I wanted to focus on today for this podcast is setting boundaries, because although I was excited as I was to start a new position, because I had COVID, Obviously, I needed to put myself and my health first, so I had to set some boundaries um, with a future employer. And some of you guys, well, not some of you guys, all of you guys, I'm pretty sure at some point or another or soon to be have had to exercise and kind of put your foot down with your employer about something maybe they wanted you to do that you didn't really either want to do or didn't have the capacity to do or time to do or, you know, weren't trained to do. And so boundaries are going to be very, very important 
um, when it comes to, you know, c- communicating with your job. And in fact, boundaries in general are important because they help protect a person's personal and mental space, much like fences between neighbors. They involve the physical and emotional limits of what's appropriate behavior between people. And it can also help define where one person's boundaries ends and another one begins. And people typically learn their boundaries either during childhood, during their upbringing, or when they're around a certain group of people for a long period of time. So you'll notice there's like certain units. They'll do things. They're like, oh, we do this like this here. And then you go to another unit like, oh, no, we don't do that. And that's like boundaries. It's almost part of your the culture of where you work or where you live. And it's also important, guys, that we set up some good and healthy boundaries. Okay. Research indicates that families and people with healthy, flexible boundaries, it helps foster their well-being, self-control, and self-esteem. Now, there are different kinds of boundaries that are out there. I mean, just real briefly um, but there are boundaries are along the realms of physical uh, boundaries, sexual boundaries, mental boundaries, emotional boundaries, material and financial boundaries, as well as your time. Time is a big one. I mean, so I'm just going to dip into this one a little bit. I mean, how you spend your time and how you use it is really important. Time is such an important currency. When you have a job or you're studying, right, for your nursing test or for your NCLEX or for your certification exam or something like that, you need time. You need to block off time to study. That can be very hard, especially if you have family and friends who want you to do other things, but you got to set up these boundaries. And when these boundaries are crossed, it can feel like people are making unreasonable demands or requests of your time and it can make you feel uncomfortable. So boundaries are important because, because when you have to exercise a boundary, it can make you feel uncomfortable. And actually that is one of the telltale signs, ding, 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 ding that a boundary is actually being crossed. So I'm going to focus today on setting boundaries at work, especially, and I'm going to use this new employer, or I don't, I don't work for them yet, or if I will, I don't know, but setting up boundaries with people that you work with. I think that's very, very important. But one of the quickest ways to know, like, how do I know if a boundary is being crossed? Well, you got to ask yourself, how does it make you feel? So in this situation, I'll tell you what happened. I got COVID. So I was sick. I wasn't able to come in and start my orientation. So I communicated via email because obviously during that time I was having a hard time. Couldn't really talk much because I was coughing, sore throat, runny nose, chest congestion, like horrible, horrible, horrible. So I sent an email. I communicate and say, you know what? I'm so sorry. Um, I'm unable to begin my orientation. I am sick. I didn't even need to tell them I had COVID, but I told them I had COVID that I'm not feeling well and that. I would need to delay the onset of my start and or I would completely understand if the need was urgent and they needed to rescind my offer to fill the vacancy. I threw that out there. I was being an adult. I was being mature about it because, you know, what do they tell you? Unit priorities, you know, unit priorities, the demands of the unit. You know, I get it. I get it. And I hadn't started the position and I literally was just getting started with COVID. So I didn't know how long I was going to be off. And although we can project like, oh, 10, 14 days, you're no longer contagious. That doesn't necessarily mean that you feel well enough to go back to work. So anyways, I communicated this and I was expecting a response to be like, okay, well, thanks Alice for keeping us updated, you know, speedy recovery, or, you know, thank you for notifying Alice. Unfortunately, the demands of the, you know, the clinic are such that we do need to fill the space. However, you know, please keep us in mind as a future employer, da, da, da. I was totally okay with whatever was going to happen. If I can be quite honest, I really didn't care. I didn't care. 
because I was sick. I already have a job and I was looking to do something a little bit different in the nurse practitioner role, but I got sick. So it wasn't like I didn't have any job. The, my priority at the time was getting better. That was completely my priority because some of you guys, and I've been this person, we feel bad. Like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. Oh my gosh. Who gives two shits? Girl, you are, guy, you are sick. I understand that we want to contribute and help and we don't want to see coworkers have to kind of pick up the brunt, but do they really? They always find someone else. There's always an FTE who's going to slide in or they're going to block some beds so they can't take on these many patients. Or, you know, nurses, we do what we do. We rise to the occasion. But we have to stop feeling bad when we can't go to work because we're sick. That's so ass backwards. You can't take care of someone sick when you are sick. So that's just my two cents for someone who was, who, who I, you know, I used to be that person who feels bad about those things. But in that moment, when I communicated that I had said what I had to say and I just let it go. I was focused on myself, my well-being, trying to make sure the rest of my family didn't get it. And, you know, I was expecting a response from them, but the response I was not expecting guys, not expecting, or maybe I was, but I just thought at this stage in life. People would be, would be better. They know better, so they should do better. Is that, well, can you do the online orientation? Can you send their certificate of your completion of your health stream? Can you, lady, no. I'm, I'm not doing a damn thing related to work. And especially when I've not officially started. So I know I'm not on the clock. I know you're not going to pay me for this. And you think it's okay because I'm at home. What do you think? I'm at home twiddling my fingers like, oh, she's at home. She's not doing anything. She could do this online module. Like, that was like loud bells and whistles, alarms, like ringing off. Like, really? This is the kind of employer you are? I told you I'm sick with COVID. I don't feel well. And you think that, oh, she's at home. She's not doing anything. She could do these online modules. To me, that was showed a complete lack of consideration for me as an individual, for me. And, and again, this is a job in healthcare. Like you gave no, two shits about how I felt and just assumed that I was going to be able to do these modules. And I don't know how many of y'all have had COVID, but I couldn't concentrate. I really legit couldn't concentrate. I sometimes was asking some of my family members like the same question throughout the day. They're like, you already asked me that. Like I totally had like COVID brain. And I was just so upset. I was so upset that I'm like, really? That's what you're asking me to do? That's what you're asking me to do, to do work while I said I'm home feeling sick, but you want me to work remote. I thought that was the the most absurd thing. And so one of the quickest ways to determine if a work boundary has been crossed is to ask yourself how you feel about a particular situation. Pay attention to your gut instincts. And often our bodies will respond before our minds do. So if you're feeling uneasy or uncomfortable or even nauseous about something, that may be a sign that something has made you significantly uncomfortable and a boundary has been crossed. So I know you guys are like, ooh, what did you do next? You know what I did? I said nothing. I didn't respond because I didn't need to. I said what I had to say. That was that. I don't officially work for you yet. I'm not officially on nobody's payroll. I already have a doctor's note. It's like, what are you asking me to do? I don't need to communicate with you when I'm sick. That's my boundary. That's my boundary. Now, it might be a little bit different because I'm, this was a new job I was starting. I didn't have any like existing projects on the plate or the table. If let's say this was a job that I was already in and I was sick and I needed to be off. Yes, I would say I'm sick. I'm off. I would try as much as possible to, if it was timely, 
if there was like an upcoming deadline to like send an email to pass over a folder to someone, but I'm not going to sit there and up debrief you on something. You better read that email, look through those documents and figure it out. Otherwise this project is on hold till I return. If there's no one else who's really involved in it that knows enough to pick up the baton and run with it. I'm sick. So again, if this were a job that I was already working at and I'm sick, I've notified you of that and I'm on sick leave. I'm getting sick time off. I am not to be working. I am not to be answering an email. When you are off of work, you are off of work. When you are home from work and you answer an email, you work on a project, you're doing payroll, you're doing something related to work, you're working and you should be getting paid. When you are sick and you are off, you are entitled to be off and healing. You do not need to be answering emails or doing none of that shit. You're not supposed to. So if you're answering emails on your day off or from home when you're sick, you're actually still working and on the clock and you're supposed to be getting paid. FYI. But where I'm again, where I'm focusing on is boundaries. So I didn't respond. Then I started seeing these other emails coming through and I'm just like, I'll be honest. And listen, I've been in the game for a minute. So some of you are like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have done that. Yes, you can. People treat you the way you allow them to treat you. So you set that tone, you set that boundary of what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. And what I'm not going to do is I'm not answering no work emails when I'm off and I'm sick, legit. I'm not going to do it. I just thought it was a total disrespect for me as a person, as an individual, when there was nothing, nothing that was life or death in the work that they needed done. It was a fucking orientation. Golly, you Reading some manuals that we don't even read. We just sign and we just do the damn health stream test. Like, listen, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't do it. And I didn't answer the emails. Finally, I said, my apologies for not being able to respond to all of the prior emails. I am sick. I'm off of work. And if you need a doctor's note, I can provide that for you. So I followed up to let them know like, hey, I know you've been emailing me. I've not been reading them. I'm sick. And if you need a doctor's note, I'll give you one. So at that point, I wasn't dealing with any rookies. These are people who've been nursing for a while. These are people who are familiar with HR. Hell, some of them are from HR. You know, you know to back up. You know to back up when I said that there's a doctor's note because you're not supposed to be bothering me with work stuff when I'm off. I'm not even on. I've never even been hired. So it's such a weird place to be, guys. I don't even have this job yet. So it was crazy. And, you know, I, I don't want to ruin a relationship with a large employer before it even gets started. Absolutely not. But at this stage of the game, when you're sick and you're like really sick with COVID, listen, I was at the point like, I just want to breathe. I just want to breathe. I don't want to cough, cough so hard that you can actually have some spillage or leakage. Like, oh, like, oh my God, is this what it's like when you're older and you become incontinent or something? Like, I mean, I'm not incontinent, but I'm just saying if, when I coughed hard enough, I was. And that's just being honest. So never cough with a full bladder, especially when you have COVID. Where I was going with that is having boundaries, establishing boundaries of work boundaries. So when it comes to boundaries, it's really important that you set limits with your colleagues, your managers, and your supervisors. So here are some tips with setting boundaries at work. So set boundaries for yourself. When telecommuting, teleworking, and the use of smartphones, the boundary between work and home has become increasingly blurred. And I think that's definitely the situation here because it was a lot of online Zooming and health streams and stuff that could be done online. And so it's very important that you set a distinguishable, distinguishable stop time and you close your computers and you take a break. 
if you're working from home or in a telecommute or tele anything or using your smartphone to work, there is a start, just like we clock in to, at the hospital. You clock in, I clock out for lunch, clock back in, and then you clock out for work. So the same thing when you're working remotely. Now, again, to bring it back to my situation, although the things that they wanted me to do, I could have done remotely. I was sick. I did not have the mental capacity to do anything. I was just, fo- I needed to be focused on getting well. I wasn't going to do that. I had set aside so many other things in my lives that were much more important. I was not going to put work first. Work does not come first. It becomes, it's me, my family, friends, and then work. I know that's kind of a weird thing. And again, I wear many hats. So I'm talking about this particular job. There's some things that I'm really passionate about that are escalated on that list, but this one, one of them. Also, when it comes to setting boundaries at work, know the chain of command. So being mindful of the chain of command at work um, will help you. Um, So if you're having difficulty or a problem with a colleague or a manager and you can't speak to them directly, look for your organization's chain of command and usually through human resources. So when I look through the emails, I realize that some of those folks weren't from HR. And so, and I was getting lots of different emails from different directions. And so I saw an email that had HR on it, the person who's doing some of my credentialing. And so that's the email that I used to reply all. And I only sent one email. I did not respond to everybody's email that they sent me once I said I was sick. I did not. So once I put that in there and then I put that I can provide a doctor's note, which I did, then the tone of the emails changed. So I'm pretty sure the HR person said, oh, back up off of her. It was an, oh, speedy recovery. You know, let us know when you feel better. One person said, oh, is there anything I could do for you? Like it totally changed once HR was on the email. So know your chain of commands because unfortunately, unfortunately, I love my nurses. You know, we'll have people who are resources or preceptors or maybe charge nurse or even an assistant nurse manager. And hey, dare I say sometimes a manager or even a director may not always know or they may stretch a policy when it comes to HR things and things that should be properly done. So always connect with HR, know what your policies and procedures are, because again, it's important to know the chain of commands, especially when you're setting boundaries, because people will ask you to do things that they know, or maybe they don't know that you're not supposed to do. Like asking me to work when I've communicated that I'm sick and I'm sick with COVID and I'm off work. That's not what you I know for a fact they know that they can't do that. Also, when it comes to setting boundaries, it's going to be hard not to do this because, I mean, I'm sharing this story with you. I'm not gossiping. I'm just sharing a story because gossiping would mean I have to tell you all the tea, all the details, who said what, when, where, why, and how. And I'm, I'm just kind of overviewing it and using this as a teachable moment. But it can be very tempting to gossip and discuss the problem with other colleagues, but this can backfire. So it's better to address the issue directly, but calmly with the other person. And if possible and appropriate, involve a manager or supervisor. So some of you like, Alice, well, you know, you're kind of telling the story on the podcast. Isn't that gossiping? It's not gossiping because you don't know who the employer is. They know. They know. And if they want to ask me about it, come see me. I'm not saying anything that's incorrect, false, or a, a lie. But I doubt that they want to say anything about it because then they would be, they would have to admit that they were wrong. I share this lesson with all of you out there because many of us have problems upholding our boundaries. It'll be things like you're super swamped. You have, you only have four patients. You're busy. Like you got blood to give. Somebody just fail. Someone's transferring. Someone's getting ready to go for surgery, whatever the case may be. And somebody wants you to do another thing. So it's important. You got to set boundaries with your work. You cannot 
continue to overfill a cup because everything's going to just spill over onto the floor and get everything wet. It's no good. So it's important to establish boundaries. And again, if you feel uncomfortable about something, there's probably a boundary that's being crossed in that sense. So what do you do when you want to say no to something? It's hard because it makes, listen, some people will guilt trip you for saying no to certain things. So it's like, oh, you're not a team player. You know, we asked you to help us and you didn't make yourself available. Well, Hefa, I couldn't be available. I was picking someone up off the floor, giving blood, transferring someone. And the other patient was a rapid response. Like, what do you want me to do? But they're like, there's like this unwritten expectation because we know nurses make it always make it happen. There's no cap to that. And I think there has to be a cap because we are not Superman and superwoman that have superhuman powers, right? We are eventually going to fall apart, make a mistake, and we don't want to do that. So sometimes we have to say no. So how do you say no um, without having to really explain yourself or say much? So in my situation, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to delay my orientation because I'm not feeling well and I'm sick. I could have just left it at that. I gave him a little bit more and said, you know, I'm sick with COVID because I thought that, okay, they got to understand that. But apparently they didn't because they still want me to work. So here are some things that you can say. When you want to say no and don't really want to or feel like you have to, because you really don't have to give an explanation because no is a complete sentence. What you can say to someone who is trying to invite you to more work or trying to get your help with something or trying to just get more of your time and you're like, you know, saturated and don't have the time to give anyone else at least safely. Um, Cause you also got to protect your, your own mental and physical guys. What you can say is I would love to, but my plate is really full right now. Or you could say something like I would, if I could, but I'm unable to help with that right now. Or, or you can say, you know, I really appreciate the invitation, but I'm not interested in participating right now. Or, you know, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let me get back to you. I need to look at my schedule and my current commitments. Thanks so much. But, you know, I'm overly committed already. Perhaps in the future I can help you. So there are ways to say no to things without actually having to explain the why. But I think people feel like, you know, if you say no, that you have to explain why. And the truth is you don't have to explain why. They want to know why, but you don't have to explain why to them because no is a complete sentence. The one that my go-to, the one that I really like right now is, I would love to, but my plate is really full right now. So there I've said, no, I'm not able to do something because I got, a, I'm already doing a lot, but I don't need to tell you what I'm working on. And if anyone ever tries to follow up with you, like, well, what are you working on? That is none of their business. And that should be a red flag and a time for you to ask yourself, do I want to work for someone with this type of leadership style? Because they can't take no for an answer. And that is alarming. No means no. Why would you try and to make someone do something that they don't really want to do? Maybe they don't want to do it because their mind is preoccupied with something. Maybe they got several things on their plate. Maybe they have things that they need to do with their family or their kids. Like, I don't make me miserable. You're going to make me miserable. And I don't, you know, when people are working in places where they're constantly asked to do more and do more and do more, it can make you resent the person who's asking you and it can make you resent the work that you do and the place that you work. And you don't want to get to that situation because I don't know about you, but I love nursing. I love nursing. I love taking care of people. And usually the things that make me dislike a job are the conditions around it. Someone constantly trying to get me to do more, 
the leadership and those things. So it's very important that you set up healthy boundaries because, you know, we can have healthy boundaries and we can have unhealthy ones and certain signs are there that can help you distinguish what's a healthy boundary and what isn't. And it's important to know that healthy boundaries allow each person to communicate their wants and their needs while also respecting the wants and needs of others. So a few examples of a person exhibiting healthy boundaries would be include, you know, being able to say no um, and then also accepting when someone else says no. You know, we always want to say no, but when someone says no to us, be able to accept that. Also being able to clearly communicate your wants and your needs. And you can say, you know what, I'd love to help with that, but I'm just really not feeling my best right now. Honoring and respecting their own needs and the needs of other. So this is also really important. What I'm saying right now is not only the person saying no, but the person receiving no. Uh, And these are qualities that really help to make a great leader. So also respecting others' values, beliefs, opinions, their time and how they want to spend their time. Um, even if they're different from your own and feeling free to disclose and share information when it's appropriate. So in my situation, I said, you know, I'm going to have to delay the start of my orientation because I'm not feeling well. I could have left it at that. I didn't have to tell him I had COVID, but then also I took it another step to say, you know, I completely understand if the organization's needs are such that you need to rescind the offer and fill the position. I totally understand. I totally was being understanding of what it would be like on the other end to receive my no. And you can be flexible, but don't compromise yourself in unhealthy ways. Okay. That's going to be really, really important. So if you are someone who has a difficult time saying no, or you're having trouble accepting no for others, or you're someone who can't clearly communicate your needs or your wants, or you compromise your personal values, beliefs, and opinions to satisfy other people, or you use manipulation to get others to do something they don't want to do, you, my friend, need to work on your boundaries. You need to work on establishing healthy boundaries for yourself so you can also receive and respect healthy boundaries of other people. So this is my two cents on boundaries. Again, I, and for some of you are wondering like, well, so nurse house, what's going on with the job? Well, here, here, I, am, here I am with the job. I am still off. I'm not off because I was never on, right? I have delayed the start of that position depending on how I feel. Because here's the thing, I I had COVID. And yes, while I may not be in currently contagious with COVID, I'm not feeling my best yet. And I think I'm having some long haul symptoms with this cough and congestion. Like these cough attacks are crazy. I've had to start, you know, using my inhaler a lot more often. There was some concern about like a secondary infection. Like, I just am still going through some things. And even though I'm not contagious, I don't want to start a new job feeling this way. Fuck no. That definitely not on my to-do list or wish list to start a job feeling crappy. You want to start like a new job when you're feeling good, you're rested, you're, you're ready to receive and step up and accept all of these new challenges. That's not where I'm at. I am not there. So currently I have a doctor's note that, that I've provided them to say that I'm off, that I'm currently off of work. But here's the crazy thing. I'm not even on work because I don't work for them yet. I've not even started. I'm not on a clock. I'm not getting sick, using sick time. I'm not benefiting or anything from the organization. It was a job that I planned to start, planned to do, but there was a change. And sometimes life changes, guys. Things, you know, we'll have a plan. Something will happen. Obstacle will come in the way. Job offer falls through. Like so many things can alter the trajectory of our life but I'm okay with it. 
I was okay with it from day one when I sent the email. I'm sick. I'm not feel well. I have to delay the onset of my orientation. However, if the needs are such that you need to rescind the job offer and offer to someone else to meet your the needs of your organization, I'm I understand. So I am in a state where I'm still whole. I am still complete with or without this job. Will I ever start this job? I'm not really sure. I don't foresee myself starting within the next couple of weeks. If that's the case, if they fill it, I'm okay with that either. All I know is that I love coming to talk to y'all. I love working with nurse.org. I still love doing the other things that I do. And so I'm okay. I am okay. I am happy. I'm whole with what I have going on. And if this other opportunity is still able to take off, then great. But if not, it's okay. There will be other jobs. Never, ever, ever give a job that much power over you where they get to control your mood, your happiness, your finances. No job should have that much control over you ever, ever, ever. I think that's a whole nother podcast that I have to do because I used to be that nurse. We put our eggs in one basket. We work for one employer. Then something doesn't work out. Then you find yourself out of a job and then you're having to reapply when really you should have had you know, a few things in motion or in place. I'm a firm believer that you should have multiple streams of in, um, income, but hey, that's another interview. We'll get to that. But this has been the one on having healthy work boundaries. Okay. You are important. You are number one. You are your first patient. Act accordingly. Just as much as you are a badass and advocate for your patients on the floor and what they need, advocate and have that same energy for yourself. And don't ever, ever, ever let anyone disturb that or threaten that. You are worth so much more. So yeah, so that's the time, guys. It's been great getting back to the podcast now, having a voice back. I'm so pleased to kind of be able to have my voice back and resume some of my normal life, especially after COVID. You know, when you're down and out like that, it really reminds you of how many things that you really have going for yourself, what you should be grateful for, and how we don't always seize those opportunities and appreciate them for what they are. And I appreciate you guys. I appreciate nurse.org and everyone who's listening. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, If you could, I would totally appreciate it. If you could take the time to uh, leave a rating, a review for the podcast, let us know how we're doing. You can also email me at nursealice at nurse.org. And then also follow me on all things social, Ask Nurse Alice. It's always my pleasure and my treat to talk to you guys. So guys, until next time, Make good choices. Please be kind to one another and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.